0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to Restoring Grace Radio on blogtalkradio.com My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining us either live or on archives. Restoring Grace Radio is here to provide online lessons about the Christian faith, our history, our documents, and how to express our faith to a very needy world. Thank you for listening, and now, on to our broadcast. Hey, everybody, it's David Fournier from Restoring Grace, and whether you're joining us live or archive, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen, I I won't be long tonight. I know the show says it's going to go 30 minutes. I doubt seriously it'll make that. But I want to talk to you about proper social distancing and some terms I think we've gotten confused. Like, for example, we're not really social distancing. We're physically distancing, staying in a certain parameter so that we don't exchange virus and, and germs and spit and all this other stuff that's going on. But in that social distancing, I think some people have taken it to the heart that proper social distancing also means to act out in anger, to be mad, to be upset, to yell at other people. Everything we need to be good, to be kind, and decent people already exists. All that's missing right now is our efforts. You know, we proclaim peace and love and understanding as being the cornerstone elements of the gospel message. But our words and lack of care and kindness show a very different side. Good people, really good people, have become voice boxes for the other side, the evil inclination, all under the guise of social media justice. Now, you could pretend all day long that your anger and righteousness in your nation is justified, but you are only fooling yourself. The homeless are still homeless. Domestic violence is on the rise. Sexual assault. Poverty. All the other issues that we're not raving about anymore are still in full force. And oddly, those are the messages or the subjects that Jesus most taught on. Everything we need is at the seed level. All the elements are present. Now it takes the work. We talk a lot about being those kinds of people in those kinds of times, and, and when the challenges arise, and, this, and here we are in the epicenter of the opportunity to shine brightly for Jesus, to shine brightly for God. And yet, all I see going on is challenges and indignation and rude sayings and people calling other people names. You're not five years old, you're an adult. Communicate like it. You know, seeing other people succeed gave us the confidence to plunge in to different things that we tried in our lives. Maybe your career or your marriage or your friendships or a sport you enjoy. It was seeing somebody succeed at it that made you want to try it. It wasn't seeing somebody fail at it a hundred times, somebody getting yelled at for doing it a hundred times. Somebody who did it and said this is the worst. It was somebody who succeeded. We need to start telling our success stories. How about be somebody's reason for pushing forward instead of all the endless negative energy that's going on? You know, the Kabbalists teach an interesting lesson about the idea of dust in the very beginning of Genesis when the fall of creation takes place and God is talking to Ashatan to the serpent. He says that on your belly, you'll crawl around and you're going to eat the dust of the earth. And that's how you're going to survive. And I always wondered, I mean, like, I don't know what other people eat, but I've eaten dirt before. It's not very filling. It's not very tasty. How is it that the spiritual being that he's talking about crawls around the ground, eating dust. And then, we have, those, again, that word dust appears in the Old Testament documents where it talks about um, that we came from the dust of the earth, the creation of Adam, the first man, and to the dust will return. And the capitalists teach that it's the dust, the things that fall off of us, that the spirit of Satan or Asetan or or whatever you believe in, the evil inclination, feeds on it. We actually provide the energy for the opponent that we claim we hate so much. With all this negative energy, he's gotta be on a feeding frenzy right now. And we have to be able to tell ourselves in truth that the greater the challenge we face as people, the greater challenge we face as Christians, the greater challenge we face as a society, as friends, as as good human beings, the taller we can rise up to meet it. What has disturbed me the most? It's not how people that we know suck have been acting. It's not the people that are just kind of the way they are. It's not people that you might look at them and say, well, that's not very nice or very attractive or very kind or very caring. That doesn't bother me. Dogs bark. Race cars make noise. Barbecues smoke. I don't complain about those things. That's how they are. But good people, good people who are excusing their words and their behaviors, acting like some kind of self-appointed, self-anointed all about it, experts, other people, how they should live their lives. If it was in any other environment, people would be like, man, what a snob. You and I, and man, this is really about me at this point, but you and I will be judged 100% for the words and actions we perform, not the words and actions of other people. Nor have we been put here on this earth by God to bend the will of other people. You know, Dave, you don't understand. You're right, I don't. You don't understand. I I have a right to do this. I've been enabled to do this. Someone's got to speak out in anger. Somebody has to do these things. Somebody has to call it what it is. Well, first of all, if the intent of your heart is simply to call it what it is, then the intent of your heart, the kavanah, is in the wrong place. Is the intent of your heart that it honors God? It honors your commitment. It, uh, it honors the benefiting of the life of another person. Because your words of anger or frustration amount to nothing more than idol worship. You're going to be right. And your version of the truth, your version of your life, your version of, of whatever it may be, that's the idol that you bow down in front of it. This has to be right because I, I believe it. Bible scripture says, a man thinks in his heart, so is he. But you're just bowing down to this idol and spewing its message, and we will be held accountable for the words that we say. Stop injecting destructive energy into society, into social media, because that energy is not leaving you and going somewhere else. It's burning you down. It's burning you down. Do I think that all of life is pizza and puppies? Um, no. Pizza got me. The puppies. I'm a minute out of that. The Hebrew term is erik apayim. Erik ep- apayim, and it literally means long nostrils, like a horse. It means a person who's so mad they're breathing fire. Ugh. And they're mad because they think that no one's listening or they're mad because they don't think anyone's following their sagely advice or they're, they're angry and they're breathing. It's none of the above. It's just simply that the message of negativity that you're putting out is so much out there. There's no reason to listen to any one person when the whole world's got it. What's unique? What's special? What's amazing? What did the Apostle Paul talk about in the New Testament documents? And by the way, if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this, I'm not trying to convert you to Christianity. That's the last thing I would do. Just think about what this guy said. He was talking to a a group that was forming, early forming on in the Christian faith, and he says, whatever's pure, whatever's good, whatever's holy, whatever's right, whatever's loving, think on these things. Not, Not now. Oh, that's gone. Now he would say, whatever is ugly and vile and distressing and stressful and horrible and mean, say those things. Yes, life is tough. Yes, life is unfair. Yes, life is work. And it's amazing how many people don't think it should be like that. The only thing that we can control is our attitude towards the challenges and the people that are difficult. Now, I'm a difficult person. If you don't think so? call and ask my wife. I'm a difficult person. And you can't control what I'm saying here right now. And this is going to be recorded and it'll be around for a long time. You can't stop it. You can't control it. You can't change the narrative. You can't put a teleprompter in front of me and tell me what to say. And man, for some people, that's completely frustrating. You can't control what I do, but you can control your response to what I say. People are saying, why is this so hard, and this is so tough, and, and this is so – I get it. But I want you to imagine that you and your family, because, you are all quarantined now, so why not do jigsaw puzzles? You go out and buy a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. I don't even know how big that is. You bring it home, and you open the box to discover that every one of the pieces – is numbered in numerical order, and all you have to do is put the one, two, three, four, all the way to 997, 998, 999, 1,000, and you're done. You would be so angry, you'd be infuriated, because you paid good money for this box of frustration, and they've taken away the challenge. Life is like that jigsaw puzzle. When you have a complex problem, you first try and build the framework, an overall sense of how you want it to go, and ultimately resolve it. Then you set out solving the puzzle, one piece at a time. And there is not a bigger piece for you to start your puzzle with than your attitude, the words that you speak, and the way you feel about people. I am stunned, stunned, I tell you, And listening to people on Facebook who do not understand how anyone can have a diverse opinion. How I could be friends with somebody who disagrees with virtually everything that I think. Somebody who argues at every point I have. And I argue with every point they have. And how somebody can post something political and I'll be like, oh, that's nonsense. And try and dialogue with them. Of course, that doesn't work on Facebook. You're just a a communist or a bad person or whatever name they want to call you. And then later they put a picture of their daughter or playing with their dogs in their front yard. And I say, oh, that's a great picture. How can you be like that? Because I'm an adult. You should try it because I realize that I don't understand the frustrations and the challenges that everyone's going through in their life. I don't know what it's like, but I know that I can be kind during it. You see, folks, they say that experience is a lousy teacher because it always gives the test before the lesson, and that is it. This is a test, is the lesson. When we come out of this period of time and we head into the next one that's going to come up after this and everybody's talking about, no, it's going to be a new normal and it's not going to be normal, it's going to be this. Everyone's already kind of predicting that, great, right ahead. You will have to live, I will have to live with the things that we said, the actions that we took, the people that we hurt, the stories that we told because we thought we were right. We took that mighty idol of rightness and we bowed down before it, denying the whole time that we worship it, denying the whole time that that's really what this is about, is, is it's not about being heard, so It's about being right. You see, the test is the lesson. We're learning every day. Kabbalists teach on a, a phrase called the bread of shame. It's the idea of that anything that we get that we don't earn doesn't really have any energy. It doesn't have any properties in it of itself that we can draw energy from, that we could use it to create energy, to do something good for others or take care of our family. But if if it comes cheaply, it's cheap. That's why if you open that jigsaw puzzle and all those puzzle pieces were numbered, I I kind of think, I got to be honest, I probably would like that better. But for those of you that are into doing puzzles and you open that up and they were numbered and you could just put it together in five minutes, there would be nothing, a part of that where you'd pull something. look what I did. Look what I've accomplished. How long did it take you? Five minutes, just follow the numbers. The bread of shame is when we achieve something without working. It takes work to be kind to the unkind. It takes work to be loving to the unlovely. And I am an unlovely person. I am an unkind person at times. I'm a difficult person. But if you can be kind to me, if you can show me love, if you can show me respect, even when you don't think I deserve it, you're acting more like Jesus in that moment than you have probably in all the rest of the time you've been alive. And you're setting the path for us to have meaningful and lasting dialogue. But calling people names... And acting like a spoiled five-year-old is not winning the world. It's not changing a thing. And it's the reason why you are not being heard. I was around a guy for a very short period of time, only a week, in kind of a work environment. And it turned out he was a very brilliant and wise man. And he would just say these things that would stun me with his wisdom. And it was so bad, this is terrible, I'm admitting this, I wrote down stuff he said, and I'm using it right now without his permission. But one time he said this, he said, You're not, your life is best summed up by the things you say no to more than the things you say yes to. Let me say that again. Your life is best summed up by the things you say no to than the things you say yes to. It's time to say no to being mean. It's time to say no to being judgmental. It's time to say no to hateful speech. It's time to say no to name-calling. It's time to say yes to love in the face of those that are unlovely. It's time to say kind to those that are unkind. It's time to say, I get it, it's tough, you're struggling, and I love you right where you are. Proper social distancing Is not hiding behind the wall of your home, throwing firebombs and darts over the wall just to see who it hits. Proper social distancing is putting yourself and your life in a position where you can be there to be a benefit, a blessing, a kind word, an encouragement, an uplifting moment in someone's life. My name is David Fournier, and thank you for joining me, either live or on Archive. We'll see you guys soon on some of our other broadcasts.